Shopify and Etsy are two companies dominating the e-commerce market in their own way. On today's episode, I'm going to take a closer look at these two companies and kind of just share some of their results or some of the bullish thesis for both these e-commerce giants. Luckily for me, I'm not going to do this alone. I'm also joined by an amazing co-host, Nick Russell over from Chipstock Investing Channel. The link is down below. Good morning, Nick. How's it going? Hey, good morning, Jose. Uh... I can't believe we're not talking about semiconductor stocks together, but this is a first and I'm excited for this first. Definitely, Nick. I mean, it's killing me inside a little bit right now, Nick, that we're not talking about semiconductors. But like Nick mentioned, one thing I I enjoyed a lot is the discussion of stocks with another person. So I decided to invite Nick over to, hey, let's do something uh let's do something outside of semiconductors that um i usually cover in my main channel and i know we have a great dynamic uh in the semiconductor podcast so why not be the first to join me here on the main channel um nick again thank you for joining for joining me links to nick's channels are down below uh but nick for topic number one we're gonna start off with etsy um, so I'll pass it over your way and you can tell us a little bit about maybe some of your bull thesis in this company or something that might have happened uh, in the past few weeks. Yes. So, of course, like every company, Etsy reported fourth quarter 2022 earnings that were better than I think a lot of people expected, including management. They, they, beat, they beat their own guidance on sales to close out to close out the year during the busy holiday shopping season session. But Jose, I think you said this segment, we were going to do less in earnings take. And I think it's important right now to do this where we kind of like revamp any bull thesis that we have on a stock, given all of the, all of the headwinds facing businesses headed into 2023 and especially a retail company like Etsy. I mean, essentially Etsy is retail. They operate a large marketplace for, handmade and vintage goods. So I put together a slide here outlining my three reasons right now I'm still bullish on Etsy. I've owned this this business since long before the pandemic was even a thought. But just kind of revamping things here a little bit. Etsy, as well as Shopify, which you're going to cover here in a few minutes, Jose, are kind of my have been my top two bets on the creator economy, um, maybe a more entrepreneurial driven economy that is being propped up by the internet and how easy it is to start up a business on the internet. So Etsy, one half of, of my investment in that, I think a lot of consumers, myself included, are interested in a unique shopping experience where you can discover items that you might not be able to find on a more general purpose site, like a, a big box big box store like Walmart uh, or even Amazon to a certain extent. And then, of course, interest in provenance of the merchandise. That is to say, like, what's the origin? And I think that's the beauty of a company like Etsy is you can go in and you can not only know the person, that made the product that you're purchasing, but also interact with them. There's that whole social element to the Etsy marketplace as well. Something something that I really have enjoyed watching develop over the years with this particular company. Definitely, Nick. And I, I want to say one thing I am excited about e-commerce. And I think e-commerce in general, um, I think we're still in early innings 
to to some extent. But m- more importantly, within the e-commerce community, is this what you mentioned here, Nick? The creator economy, or this kind of um, what 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 was the word I'm looking for? Entrepreneur spirit that we're really seeing growing right now, thanks to the power of, it, of the internet, this digitalized uh, platform, where with just a hundred dollars of even even with the hundred dollars, you can kind of start off your own business, your own online store, um, and, and proceed from there. And I think that's a huge, huge tell. And I was just looking at Square earlier this weekend, Nick. And one thing they mentioned is like, yes, you know, Square has their seller ecosystem um, and, and whatnot. And they mentioned, yeah, uh, the great thing about us is, hey, there's going to be so many people that open up their businesses. Some of the, Unfortunately, some of those businesses are not going to do that well. But the ones that do do well, those are the ones that for Square's purpose are going to not only they get more fees, transactions from obviously more sales, but they also start to see their users kind of continue to include or use more of their solutions. And I know with Etsy, um, very early on, but at least some of those stores might not be successful, but those stores that are super successful will definitely be a nice driving force for this company. Uh, again, you also mentioned this, uh, the social implement of it. Uh, my wife, uh, she's stuck now with YouTube shorts and every so often she's, she goes on this downfall and she finds some cool content creator that's designing something pretty unique and they send them to their Etsy store. So <laughs> I, I, I think there's this great circle happening right now, um, for this creator economy and those that are doing well and they're doing it well are definitely going to be a great push for companies like Etsy. Before we go any further, I want to thank you for watching and I need your help to reach my goal of 30,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So if you can do me a favor, hit that subscribe button and thumbs up. Also, if you want some fantastic insight into the semiconductor industry, join my other channel, Semiconductor Investing and More, where I use my electrical engineering background to break down the semiconductor market. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for their subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Absolutely. Uh, There are so many tools available these days for entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. It's it's a great time that if the desire is there to start a business, the tools are out there. Etsy might be one of those tools. To tag on to what you just said, Jose, there's a chart here that I've been using really for the last two years that shows the number of new business applications in the United States this chart is so crazy to me. Um, record high by a long shot, record high applications for new businesses. Again, like you just said, many of those businesses are not going to make it, but it just really helps illustrate the surge, the incredible surge in interest in starting a business the last couple of years since the pandemic. I don't think this trend's going away anytime soon. Mm, definitely, Nick. And like I mentioned, I do believe it's, it's all thanks to all the hurdles that have been broken to kind of start off some business. I mean, um, like we're going to see with Shopify, I think they have a promotion for $1 for the next three months. You're able to start off your own website. Etsy, I, I think for to just open up your own store and, and don't really have any of the true solutions, you can pretty much start it for free, I believe. And then if you mm-hmm. want more solutions, uh, they might offer some at, the, at, at a fee. Um, so it, it's pretty impressive. And like you mentioned, I don't think they're all going to succeed, but it just shows the kind of spirit that, the public and, and, and globally, right? It's not just in one country. Globally, we are seeing this entrepreneur spirit just continue to grow. Yeah, for sure. 
I'm going to move on to next slide here because there are some risks with Etsy. And I think it's worth acknowledging here. Um, I'm not a buyer of the stock right this minute. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic value a few months ago, but the stock is up quite a bit, double digit percentage in the last three months. Um, and there are some challenges. So the first, I do think it has a durable post-pandemic model. So in this slide here, uh, the management team shows that they've been able to basically hold on to most of their early pandemic gains, specifically in GMS, which is the value of merchandise sold on, on Etsy. So they held on to 96% of the mm. GMS in 2021, uh, in 2022, which is significant because there was a big return to in-person shopping uh, at physical stores in the last year. And then, of course, inflation has only just begun, mm -hmm. I think, to, to pressure some consumers and kind of force them back into more of a value-oriented buying habit. And Etsy is definitely, typically anyways, not a place where you go to find the best deals on products. But despite of those pressures, the company actually held on to most of its GMS gains from the last two years. Revenue did increase this year. It is worth noting that much of that was due to an increase in their take rate. Back in April of 2022, they increased their take of a sale on their site from 5% to 6.5% of, of the value of, of whatever product was sold. So a lot of the revenue increase last year did come from that increase in take rate. But nevertheless, the company not just growing, but I think more importantly, profitably growing. So I'll just jump to the next slide here. Uh, the potential to scale profitably in this slide, you can see the purple line revenue still going up. Big hit to operating margin and free cash flow has kind of kind of stagnated in the last year. There's a, a number of reasons why that is. They made, I think, some acquisitions in 2021 of, of two companies, uh, Depop and Elo7, that they actually had to write down the value of earlier in, in 2022. So maybe some not so prudent acquisitions in 2021 when the pandemic boom was going. But I show this chart anyways, because, because you can see at least up until the pandemic, you could see a nice scaling of the business in their operating margins and their free cash flow. And I think going forward from here, that scalability of the business will come back. Definitely, Nick. I mean, I, I'm just surprised that GMS was able to hold 96% of 2021, like you said, with that overall pandemic model. Um, I, I honestly would have expected it to be a lot less. The other thing, Nick, like you mentioned, they, they did increase their take rate. And we were seeing a lot of, during the time, I remember, um, I was reading that we did see like a, a lot of people shutting down their stores for a few days to kind of do a blackout. Um, so that also probably didn't help out with that GMS um overall value. And with all that, with inflation, to be able to still maintain 96%, uh, I, I think that's very, very impressive. I, I do want to say, I think one thing that we did see a lot, especially in the e-commerce market or, or in-commerce and fintech market, where maybe a little bit pricey acquisitions. And I think we've seen it in, I, I think pretty much everybody, right? Square did with the Afterpay or, or the Buy Now. Was it Afterpay? I think it was called. Mm -hmm. Buy Now, Pay Later platform. We did. We saw Shopify do it with Deliver. Um, so definitely pretty interesting to see how they end up getting some return on those investments as the years progress. Yeah, absolutely.
so closely related to that, last slide I have, improving balance sheet. Again, you can see the purple line, that's Etsy's cash and short-term investments. For years, they were net cash positive, which I love when I'm looking for a, a stock to invest in, a business to invest in. But especially in 2021, they took out a bunch of debt to make those two acquisitions. And since then, they've had more debt than cash. I don't like that. But again, the company making progress because they've been so profitable, even in the last year with a lot of pressure on their business, they have added back to their cash balance and they're slowly kind of creeping back towards maybe eventually getting back to even cash and short-term investment, even with long-term debt. I think it can happen within a few years. And along the way, the company is so profitable. They generate so much free cash flow that they've also begun repurchasing stock. So uh, I, I think overall, this is still a solid business. Again, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not a buyer right this minute, but I'm more than happy to continue holding on to my existing position in Etsy. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Thank you for that, Nick. Just one final question. You mentioned you're not a net buyer right now. What would you consider to be your biggest, biggest reason for not buying? Is it purely valuation um, or is a valuation mixed with something else? Part of it's the valuation, but I think paired with the valuation, I want to see what happens starting the second quarter of 2023 when the company is no longer getting the positive effects, the positive year-over-year -year growth effects of that take rate increase mm -hmm. uh, in April 2022. So starting in April 2023, that effect from the 5% going to 6.5% percentage take rate falls off. I want to see if the company is able to continue increasing its revenue and profit margins even without that benefit. Thank you for that, Nick. So um, we're going to close out this topic. But again, if you want to follow Nick, all the links to his channel are down below. Uh, so, Nick, we're going to take a closer look at the second company uh, in this kind of e-commerce community, um, Shopify. This is one that I, I don't personally own Etsy. Uh, Nick, I know you do. I know we both own Shopify. And I just wanted to take a closer look at maybe three things to note after earnings, some things that they mentioned during the earnings call and something just to kind of see what the company has done in the past year or so. A few things I want to talk about are new products. This company continues to produce new products on a yearly basis. For example, this year they launched Shopify Audience, which is a, a, an advertisement solution uh, that they're partnering up with Meta uh, to really improve the, the how they can grab customers for their overall stores. Uh, we, we can also see that they started a point-on-sale system, point-on-sale go. Uh, they introduced Twitter shopping. YouTube shopping, which is very important because we are seeing this, like I mentioned, this social economy right now as well, where if you are a content creator, you can also own a business and you're able to link those together. Uh, I think it can do great things. Uh, they also are improving their so solutions internationally. The one I'm super excited about, Nick, is Commerce Com Components. This is one that they recently announced or launched in, I, I believe, in January of 2023. And... Commerce components, what it does is, hey, maybe let's say you are a big retail company and you don't need to create your own store, but maybe you like the way Shopify has created their checkout system. You can kind of, hey, go to Shopify. Hey, I'm a big e-commerce. I'm a big retailer. My, my website is very old, 
I still want to keep it the way it is, but I want to change maybe the shipping side. I want to sh- change maybe the the checkout side. I want to check. I want to change the way the catalog looks. I like how Shopify does it. There's no points for my engineers to develop a new system. It might be too expensive. I know it works for you, so let me take that from you. The other thing, Nick, in in forms of new products, and we can see their Shopify POS or or, or point on sales. Um, that is helping them grow their offline revenue. When we think of Shopify, I think we only think of, of the e-commerce side, but they're also growing the offline side. And they do mention this uh, Shopify POS. For 2022, it helped their offline um, gross merchant vol- um, volume grow 40% year over year. And that's pretty impressive in my opinion. And the Shop POS, I don't know why, Nick, when I was first thinking about it, I thought this was only meant for small businesses and small stores, but they mentioned that, no, this is also work, great, works great for if you are a big retail and you want to change your whole system. We're working with big, big players uh, that can just want to introduce this uh, into all their locations. Uh, so I'm really excited about all the new products that they are releasing. I do believe the e-commerce market is still in early stages, and that's what I'd like to see, for them to continue to innovate with new products, especially, Nick, in the social platform. I really liked it when I saw Shopify um, connect with YouTube. Before I go to the next point, um, any thoughts on some of the new products that you have seen? Before we go any further, I want to thank you for watching, and I need your help to reach my goal of 30,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So if you can do me a favor, hit that subscribe button and thumbs up. Also, if you want some fantastic insight into the semiconductor industry, join my other channel, Semiconductor Investing and More, where I use my electrical engineering background to break down the semiconductor market. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and check out fool.com jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for their subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. I was excited to see Shopify audiences. I know that's been kind of a sore spot for a lot of Shopify users as there wasn't a more robust advertising platform. And, you know, they've been a partner with Meta, with Facebook um, and Instagram for a while now. Shopify is kind of the behind the scenes software that, that operates the business, some of the business solutions that Meta offers its, its users. I think it's a great partnership to extend that and 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 launch a new advertising tool for small businesses and, and startups uh, with what Meta has available. I think that could be a really great growth driver. And I agree with you, Jose. I the in-person commerce component is huge. We have seen so many e-commerce companies that are almost solely reliant on online sales struggle in the last year. But Shopify having this kind of little known, at least to the outside world that isn't an actual Shopify user, uh, this component that actually benefits from a return to in-person shopping, I think was key to the company being able to continue to grow at a double digit percentage in 2022, Mm -hmm. in spite of kind of the great unwind in e-commerce in the last year after the early, early year or two of the pandemic. So these new products make perfect sense. Um, it's it's still, I think, super early and exciting days for Shopify as they kind of lean into some of their some of their strong points that they're able to deliver for their customers. 
Definitely, Nick. Thank you for that. Um, I, I want to go into the second point here where I talk a little bit about their profits. Um, earlier on, uh, 2023 was expected to be a little bit more profitable. It, it, they, they had more profitable expectations for 2023, but there are some changes that Shopify let their investors know that, hey, maybe we might not meet your expectations this year for the following reasons. The first thing is they are changing their compensation um, system to better align with the market. And this is overall going to in- increase uh, compensation expenses starting in the back half of 2022. And then they expect it to continue in 2023. The second thing, Nick, is like we mentioned, a huge kind of acquisition of Deliver. Uh, they are bringing new those employees over to their platform as well. So obviously, that's going to overall impact ex- uh, expenses or increase the overall expenses that they've seen compared to a year ago. And the company's also investing a lot of money in this SFN, the Shopify Fulfillment Network. So Nick, I think this Shopify Fulfillment Network has been a massive tearing point for investors. Some are leaning that, hey, yes, this is where Shopify should invest as they should be from the beginning of the e-commerce journey to the end of the e-commerce journey. We also see a lot of investors also kind of saying the opposite. Hey, this is such a heavy investment. Uh, this is more of you, you need to build up a strong infrastructure to have a strong fulfillment network. And it's going to cost Shopify a lot of money. Um, and, and we can see that really happening here in 2023, where they expect this to kind of be a, a, a big headwind to gross margins for the upcoming years. So just a quick thought from you, Nick, how do you lean, lean here for the Shopify fulfillment network? I personally am excited, but I do, I, 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 I'm right in the middle. I am bullish because I do believe they need to do this and it, it makes perfect sense for them to be part of the full system at the same time the way the market is right now, it's not the best time to be kind of burning this kind of cash um, on it. Um, Nick, thoughts on, on how you're feeling on this? Yeah, we we knew this was coming. Like you mentioned, Jose, uh, the company's management has been warning us, I guess you could say, for a couple of years that there was going to be some pretty heavy investment into fulfillment networks starting in 2023 and ramping up into 2024. So not a surprise, And it is unfortunate timing that this is coinciding with the market overall getting out its magnifying glass and turning it onto margins and punishing companies that are, you know, whether it's good or bad or, or necessary or not, whatever the market is, is punishing companies that are investing this heavily and, and they're suffering profit margins are suffering as a result. I think it's a necessary evil. If the company wants to stay competitive long-term, they need to offer this for their merchants because there's a little e-commerce platform called Amazon that's always working to improve Mm -hmm. its fulfillment and also offers some of these, maybe not as robust a, a, a pipeline of software as Shopify can provide, but they do offer similar solutions with some of the fast shipping functionality. So I think this is a necessary thing for Shopify to embark on. Unfortunately, the market's unhappy right at the moment, but I don't know. What else is new? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nick, so one more slide before I close out this episode, and you actually gave me a perfect segue here. I'm going to talk a little bit about Buy With Prime, um, where Amazon kind of allows to get, uh, it is kind of offering its 
network fulfillment infrastructure solutions to sellers. And there was a question during the earnings call where they asked, hey, how do you guys see buy with Prime? And this is the response that was given by management. They mentioned when it comes to buy with Prime, we think any company that's going to make their infrastructure available to merchants to sell more a great thing. We like it. We're going to talk to the Amazon now to make that work. But it has to be done in a way that we think it's important for merchants to have a relationship with their end consumers. And they mentioned that, hey, this is even though they're both kind of having similar products or competing against each other, it does mean they do. It seems like, hey, they're willing to talk to Amazon to maybe start to offer this solution also with their with their merchants. Right. Shopify already has something like that. They decided to do Shopify Go, I believe it's called, of every similar system. But they mentioned, hey, we've worked with PayPal before. PayPal was one of our early partners in the in the checkout system. We have our own checkout system now, but we're still working with PayPal for their uh, for their overall um, checkout system. So it, it seems in the future they want to do the same thing. They will have a merchants available to choose buy with Prime or Shopify Go. Once they have these talks done with Shopify with Amazon, it seems like they're still having talks. Pretty interesting to see how it's going to go. Maybe Amazon might just be a tough hand to play with because they're already a tough giant. And they might be like, hey, we don't need to expand any partnership with this and just keep it ourselves. Um, But but it'll be a pretty interesting move. Any thoughts here, Nick, with Buy With Prime and and Shopify having talks with Amazon? It is fascinating. Um, I like it. I do like it. I think we've gotten so used to talking about Amazon, the disruptor of the status quo. But Amazon is now the giant in e-commerce. And now we have a company like Shopify, I think kind of almost forcing the hand of Amazon to recognize Mm. that, hey, there's like this whole army of small business entrepreneurs selling online. Maybe we should alter our, our services a little bit to cater to them. And I think Shopify kind of helped move Amazon to that point. So now we're talking about Shopify, the disruptor, which is why I continue to think it's still pretty fairly early days for Shopify at this point. I think this business has a lot of opportunity ahead of it still. All right, Nick. So to close out the episode, just one quick question. I know you mentioned it for Etsy. You're not a net buyer. Thoughts on Shopify on on buying at the moment for, 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 for you and your portfolio? I feel similar as I did with Etsy. I think Shopify was a much better deal three months ago um, where I was nibbling. Now I'm kind of on pause at the moment, but that's more just me personally because I'm I'm happy with the amount of Shopify stock in my portfolio right now. So how about you, Jose? Yeah. How do you feel about the stock at the moment? Definitely. I mean, I, I, I feel like I nibbled a few months ago. Um, if I didn't nibble at those months, maybe I wouldn't mind buying a few shares here and there now, dollar cost average. Um, but I am happy with my position size of Shopify where I'm okay if I don't purchase for the next few months and just see this company run up. I, I would be happy. Um, like I said, maybe my situation would change if maybe I didn't have a position like I do right now. All right, Nick, thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. And I think I'll see you in the next few days to talk some semiconductors. So again, if you want to follow Nick, the links to his channels are down below.